Section 10 of The Artist, or Young Ladies' Instructor in Ornamental Painting, Drawing, etc., by B. F. Gandhi. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Japan Painting, Lesson 3 Oh, Charlotte, I've had infinite trouble with the gold leaf. I think it is the most fidgety thing I ever used in my life. I have wasted a quantity. I could not make the knife separate it, and it stuck to my fingers, and then to the tip. And when I had it just over the drawing to put it down, away it flew, half across the room. And I really could not place it down smoothly. It would fall so much in a heap. After all my pains, the work appears so irregular that I am very much dissatisfied with it. Will it not look equally pretty if it is all done with the bronze? I had no trouble comparatively with that. On the contrary, I found it quite pleasant work. I beg you not to suffer yourself to be discouraged so soon, Ellen. I promise you complete success with a little perseverance. Now, let me tell you in what respects you have erred. In those places where the vermilion is partially seen through the gold, you suffered the size to get too dry before you put on the leaf. They must be covered again. On the forms which present so crinkled a surface, it has been put while the size was too wet, and wherever the gold leaf shows that it has been joined, it arises from the paint not being sufficiently sticky, and in some places you have evidently put on a great quantity of paint, which causes the surface to have a rough appearance like the skin of an orange. If your fit of despondency will admit of your attention being given, I shall be happy to proceed with the drawing. What do you say? Oh, certainly. I am only vexed with myself for being so dull. If you recollect, you led me to suppose I should have but very little difficulty because I was not a complete novice in drawing. And finding I have so much trouble, do you not think it natural I should be dissatisfied with myself? But do pray go on with it, as I am very desirous of seeing it finished. That will not be today, Ellen. I did wrong to intimate that you might expect to find it so easy, as I fear it induced you to set about it with less care than you would otherwise have taken. Without losing more time, I proceed with the figures. If the raised work is perfectly dry, it may be covered with the size at once, and the leaf applied. If not quite dry, which you may ascertain by pressing the finger upon it, as when it leaves a mark it is not hard enough, it must then be covered with a coat of white hard varnish, which will be dry immediately, and the size and leaf may be put on as before. To colour the ground, I add a little lamp black to the mixture of gold size and vermilion to make a rich dark brown, and spread it over all the ground. And when nearly dry, the different bronzes may be scattered on according to the copy, being careful to leave occasionally some of the dark brown visible to relieve the bright colours that are introduced on the ground. I begin with the pale gold bronze for the middle and larger parts, and at a little distance add the orange, green or copper bronze, as the copy or my own fancy suggests. To strengthen and brighten the colours I add more of each with a little cotton. Sometimes a pleasing rocky effect is obtained by cutting a piece of writing paper into a waved form 
and rubbing the bronze over the edge of it with the cotton and removing it a little further add more bronze and again to as many as five or six rows sometimes fewer at others more another very good effect is obtained by putting the dark color over large flat leaves or other surfaces and spreading the bronzes over to produce a varied effect they may be put on bright all over the edge of a leaf and left dark towards the middle and when this is dry a few gold veins over the shaded part will produce a particularly good effect and groups of weeds or foliage introduced upon dark masses of rocks will enliven it considerably by scattering bronzes thickly over a dark ground also a comparatively distant effect may be given the faces and hands of the figures i cover with gold powders using the dark gold for the men and the pale gold for the female faces the next step will be to finish with the black lines put a little of the lamp black on the flat palette with enough gold size and turpentine to moisten it and mix it well with the palette knife after which it must be put into one of the indian ink cups and more turpentine and gold size added to make it of a proper consistence to work easily then with a fine camel hair pencil draw the features divisions and folds of drapery and any ornamental work that may be considered an improvement though much care must be taken not to crowd it so as to give an overloaded appearance if the black has too much turpentine it will spread beyond the width of lines drawn and in drying will appear dull and heavy if too great a quantity of gold size it will be so thick as to clog the brush and occasion much difficulty in using it i therefore put sufficient turpentine to make it work freely and as much size as will secure its drying with a gloss or the appearance of varnish if the gold leaf has gone beyond the raised parts of the drawing the black will be of great service in covering it over i think i have seen some of the old indian japan painting without any black lines what is it in such a work that gives it a finished look nearly all the superior japan work is done in that way with only a few black lines to mark out the features and whatever is required to be made particularly striking it is finished by raising the veins of leaves and ornamental work on dresses and covering it with gold and produces a truly beautiful effect though attended with considerably more trouble it is evident that the good taste displayed by those artists who produced such beautiful effects of foliage graceful forms of birds etc as are seen in the best style of old indian japanning would be highly offended at the crude effect presented to the eye by the violent contrast of black lines upon a gold or yellow ground and would prefer the more chaste effect of finishing with fine raised lines covered with the same colour as the ground upon which they were raised and the same principle at work on the mind would lead them frequently to paint upon a dark ground more in harmony with the gold than the pure black and consequently many of their finest productions are upon a dark brown surface spangled with grains of gold how do you think the japanning would look upon a light ground charlotte have you ever seen any of the old indian work upon white yes i recollect seeing a specimen of rare and exquisite workmanship upon ivory and highly beautiful it was 
but i think the same labour and care bestowed upon a subject with a dark ground would have been more strikingly beautiful i have also seen the work upon a red ground but have not much admired it but rather objected to its tameness the difficulty of obtaining a light ground in england will always prove an obstacle to its being used the white boxes and screens to be met with at bazaars and other places being varnished with spirit varnish which is so apt to crack and show any scratches or marks that are accidentally made upon it will never give lasting satisfaction all that remains now is to varnish the work when it is thoroughly dry which it will be in two or three days in the meantime i beg you to proceed with your own performance which i hope will afford great satisfaction before i see you again thank you charlotte i am determined to persevere if it costs me a world of trouble and some day perhaps i may undertake a piece without using the black lines to finish End of section 10.